Welcome to All Things Family Law Podcast by the Family Law Company with me, Rachel Buckley, and my fellow director, Donna Hart. Today, we are talking with Stacey Seaborn, a financial planner at Tilney Financial Planners, and Hannah Porter, who is an associate solicitor at the Family Law Company. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks. Stacey, can, can we ask you first of all, what, what does a financial planner actually do? So I really like this question because a lot of people automatically assume they know what a financial planner does. But when you actually ask the question to a client, they say, well, you look after finances, don't you? Whereas actually, financial planning, yes, you do look after finances, but it's so much more than that. What it starts with for me is knowing what someone wants to achieve from their life. I'll ask the client, what are your goals? What is important to you and your family? Once I understand this, I look to put a plan in place around those goals. So financial planning is very broad, but my clients tend to be going through a period of change, whether that be a divorce or the loss of a loved one. In both cases, they're usually unsure of what to do with a settlement or inheritance and how much they need for their lifetime. I also have people who come to me because they need some general advice. That might be, can I afford to retire? And we work with them to provide that answer. So it's a bit like a, a roadmap, really. You need to know where you're going um, to then plan how you're going to get there. Exactly. That's right. Lovely. What, what do you find the best part of your job? So my favourite part of my role as a financial planner is being really able to help people, being able to guide them and work with my clients through such a personal period of change and disruption, such as divorce, is a real privilege for me. Also, I get to see them change as people. Clients normally come to me feeling incredibly vulnerable and unsettled, understandably. Once we've worked through the process together, seeing them six months down the line, settled in their new life, is the best feeling. Their whole demeanor changes. This is especially true for some of my female clients who are going through a divorce. They come to me at potentially the lowest point of their life and they are completely devastated. By the end of the process, with guidance, they become empowered and confident people ready to face the world. Great. So we're often asked, aren't we, Hannah, whether financial settlements are necessary in divorce and why they're important? Yeah, that is such a common question. I get asked that a lot. And Financial settlements are really important because they allow an individual to move forward with their life after divorce. The difficulty without having a financial settlement in place that has been sealed by the court is that either party, um, unless they subsequently remarry, can choose to bring an application for financial remedy proceedings at any point after the divorce. So it means that there's no guarantee that your spouse won't make a claim against you at some point in the future. You're always going to be looking back over your shoulder and and can't kind of draw that clean line in the sand that's going to help you um, take the step forward into your, your life after divorce, really. Um, the court always looks at a value of the party's assets on the date of an application for financial remedy, not the date the party's separated. So if you've waited a long time to bring a financial remedy, um, you, you may have accrued other assets that your um, ex-spouse now has a claim to, um, you ha- might have won the lottery or come into a large inheritance, um, and the court will consider all of these factors when looking at whether a financial settlement is appropriate. 
Also, if you finalise your divorce without a financial settlement in place, you're going to lose any benefits that you might have had under your spouse's pension without the protection of a pension sharing order having been put in place as part of a financial arrangement. Further, if you remarry after divorce without a financial settlement in place, you can't bring any financial claim against your spouse. So it's really important then for people to get legal advice um, if they are going through any of these sorts of issues. Lots of things that might come up that people might not think of. And most of the time people think, oh, I've got my divorce, that, that it's all over now. Mm. That's exactly right. A, a lot of the time people's priorities is, is, the, is getting that divorce and getting that separation um, from their spouse. But what they don't understand is that if they don't proceed with separating their financial matters as well, actually it could all kind of come back at them at a, at a later date. Mm. And it's important to get a financial planner involved in, in helping during the um, divorce process um, and I guess at the end as well. Yeah, exactly. You're right. So a financial planner really can put context around a settlement. On paper, a number is really just that, a number, but it's about what that means for the client. So what we do as financial planners is take this information along with details of any other assets to help the client answer questions such as, can I afford to buy and run a house? How much can I afford to spend each year? At what point do I need to start working again perhaps? Or can I afford to study or retrain? And if so, for how long? So how I do this as a financial planner is what we call cash flow planning. This model helps me to forecast the client's future finances. It shows in real time how much money my client could have in the future and whether they are on track to achieve their goals. So by using cash flow, it will also help establish, say a client perhaps needs a higher settlement or perhaps give the solicitor and client the peace of mind that a settlement will sustain their needs. So we work with solicitors to ensure that they understand what the settlement they are aiming for actually means for their client. And it also really gives the client a focus and direction for their future and real peace of mind that they don't just see the figures, but they see what that means for them specifically. Mm-hmm. And then if we're coming in to support the client once the settlement's been made and the divorce is finalised, we can review the investments and understand whether they're structured effectively for their longer term needs. because. I always say to clients that this is actually the most important part of the process because having investments in place is great, but if they're not structured correctly for your individual needs, then you could be using, losing real value longer term. So with your cash flow modelling, I guess if there's any change in circumstances, so if you know children are going to go off to university or they're going to get married or something like that, you can factor all that into the, the model. Definitely, and we can change the cash flow as the client's circumstances change, so we work with them over their lifetime. So are there particular assets or issues that come up in divorce then, Hannah, that need financial planning advice, would you say? Yes, yeah, I, I think that a financial planner can, can really add, add value um, for the client um, and actually every asset of value in a divorce case can, can benefit from financial planning. Um, I think pensions are, are definitely a big one as well. If you've, if you've got pensions that are worth a lot of money, getting a financial planner on board can be um, really important. Um, other cases where um, a financial planner is, is really useful 
is if one party really isn't used to dealing with their finances and the finances throughout the marriage have been kind of controlled by the other spouse, actually it can very much help them to have the assistance of a financial planner to know where to invest the, the money. Um, also, if we're looking at somebody receiving maintenance payments from their spouse, to have a financial planner come alongside and advise on whether the maintenance being offered is appropriate and will meet that person's needs longer term and, and for the duration of those maintenance payments um, can really assist lawyers in, in settling a case for the right figure. And I guess, the, so say, say you were acting for the, the spouse who, who has to give away some of um, his or her pension to the other party to, to, to balance things up. I guess a financial planner would be useful for that person to look at how they can rebuild their pension back up. Definitely, yeah. You can review the underlying investment strategy, understand the client's circumstances after the divorce, and then structure it appropriately. And I think sometimes people might be intimidated about going to a financial advisor, particularly if they haven't had control over their finances, like Hannah was saying, but I suppose you're used to seeing people in those situations and actually you probably can be more helpful for people in those situations definitely yeah. yeah so do you think that having control over your finances um, plays a part in clients well-being particularly those who are going through difficult times definitely um, money isn't everything and um, everybody knows that but actually money really helps um, if if you're struggling financially and um, particularly when you're going through something as traumatic as a divorce um, it, it just makes everything so much worse. So um, I think for my clients, when, when kind of we've gone through the uh, financial process and we've come out the other side um, with a court order that allows them to be financially secure um, is a really important part because it allows them to have the stability to then kind of heal emotionally from, from everything that, that's happened and, and the breakdown of their relationship. And I completely agree with you, Anna. I think having control and ownership of your finances can be incredibly empowering because clients do come to me for guidance and advice on how to achieve financial independence at a time where they are feeling very unsettled. So even if you are the person making the decision to divorce, this is still a big change and an unknown time for everyone involved. And as we know, money is one of the biggest causes of stress. And so being able to take away that burden can really help someone's overall well-being and bring real peace of mind and a focus towards their future. So professional services like law and finance can sometimes be seen as a bit dull. Um, <laughs> what, what are your favourite bits um, of, um, of your job? Um, I think it's got to be the clients, that people are fascinating and, and everybody has a completely different story to tell. Um, and actually helping my clients make kind of the best out of the mess that life has thrown at them and create a way for them to move forward in, in whatever their particular situation is, um, is very interesting uh, and rewarding. Uh, yeah. th there wouldn't be a job without the people and, no, and the people exactly. are what they make, make the job good. Yeah. So for me, my favourite part is also working with my clients. I think from my perspective, sitting down with someone understanding what they want to achieve or working through a problem that they may have is really challenging but it keeps things interesting. I talk a lot about pensions in my day-to-day -day role and yeah they can seem a bit dull but actually what that pension means for someone in their life in retirement and all the fun things they can do when they finish work as an example is really important. Mm. So talking about interesting things, if you had a superpower what would it be Stacey? Oh my gosh, I think if 
had a superpower, fly, be able to fly, definitely. And where would you want to fly to? (laughs) At the moment, somewhere hot and sunny, maybe Santorini. Lovely. Gosh, love it there. (laughs) What about you, Hannah? Definitely not flying because I went skydiving once and it made me feel so incredibly travel sick. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm a complete water baby and I love the sea. So if I could swim underwater and dive and be able to breathe and, and see without needing all the kit, that would just be wonderful. A bit like a mer person then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could be a mermaid. I, I thought you were going to say that to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I do love water. So what, what made you both choose to, um, to work in Exeter? Well, sticking with the water theme, um, I am married, was engaged to a marine biologist and I moved down here because he lived here and, and needed to be by the sea. Mm. Um, but having lived here for the past four years, I, I'd been really reluctant to leave. It's, it's a wonderful city and, and the countryside surrounding it and, and obviously the sea um, is something that I, I really love. Mm. What about you, Stacey? So I used to come to Exeter a lot when I was younger because my brother used to play for the local football team. So I used to travel up a lot with my family and um, watch him play. So coming from a small town in Devon to Exeter was actually a real big change Mm. for me. But I love the atmosphere and the opportunities you have to meet new people, both clients and professional contacts, obviously, like Hannah. So I love it here. And what do you think makes the business community in Exeter so special? It's just a, a really friendly community. Um, it's, it's open to, to new business people moving into the area and, and it's a lot of fun. And as much as I, I enjoy a tr- kind of traditional after-work drink-style networking event, um, I've been to such a variety of, of networking and, and business events since being here, like paddleboarding or, or croquet, and um, everybody that I've met has always been really friendly and interesting. Yeah, I agree. And I think X has a lot of opportunities to meet new, like-minded people. There's always some sort of network event going on throughout the day. And I've met a lot of um, good contacts and also made some very good friends in Exeter. So I think Exeter is a really special place for that. And I think, I think the business community is really supportive, isn't it? We yeah. all sort of champion each other's successes. Um, which is really quite nice, gives us a sort of community feel. And people, I think, have realised the importance of living in a nice part of the country. Yeah. yeah. And spend time at home. It's been really nice living down in Devon. Can I just ask then, if you two follow your own advice, are you both good with your finances? Ooh. <laughs> um, reasonably. Because quite I often think... you find lawyers never have a will. Um, yeah. So it's the sort of thing, isn't it, that you know we give advice to people about what they should do and do we take that time out to have that advice ourselves I don't actually have a will now you mention it <laughs> so maybe maybe that's something that I uh, I need to get on with but um since, certainly since meeting and, and getting to know Stacey I've taken more interest in my pension and, yes. and made sure that I'm putting the right amount into that and it's at Good. the right <laughs> risk rate and I'm sure Stacey could tell you a lot more about pensions than, than I know yeah, I I do. I'm yeah. I'm really good with my finances. I wasn't um, a couple of years ago, and then I thought I'm a financial advisor. I do need to kind of practice what I preach. Mm. And it's actually um, better and easier to start younger. Yeah, it but is. It's something when you're young you don't really think about, no. and then you get to your forties, and then you realise actually if you want to start thinking about pension, it's almost a little bit 
too late. Well, you're making it much tougher on yourself, aren't you? Yeah, you are, and I do always um, stress the importance of pensions to people like Hannah. So, um, yeah, it is really important to start early. You're right. Lovely. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks.